7.06 on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for uh, joining us. Boy, oh boy, we've been talking about... Uh Transitional housing, we've been talking about uh, the homeless issue, we've been talking about uh, funding for all of this, whose responsibility is it, and it often seems over the past couple of years it's been two steps forward, one step back, and uh, we've had word uh, over the past week that a transitional bridge housing project in West Edmonton has ended after the funding uh, that was allocated from the city of Edmonton ran out. It was the Jasper Place Wellness Center. Uh, it had a number of uh, spaces in a former hotel at 156th Street and Stony Plain Road. It uh, closed on August 3rd, six months in operation. Let's find out more uh, about it. What happens next with the counselor for Ward Nakota Iska, Andrew Knack. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. All right. So this is... Um, I mean, this this Jasper Place Wellness Center doing some really good work. A number of a number of folks uh, had that that bridge housing, that transitional spot, were were able to move into something else. What happened here? Uh, so what happened is uh, this this originally started uh, late last year when the city of Edmonton uh, found that there wasn't enough space for people uh, as we were dealing with some pretty significant cold weather issues. And even though shelters and transitional housing and, and mental health and addiction support, those are all provincial jurisdiction and, and they would ultimately be responsible for funding, we found there weren't enough spaces and particularly in the West End, there really wasn't a lot of opportunity for people who were experiencing homelessness to have a place to go. So we put in about seven and a half million dollars to help provide both bridge housing, uh, which which this site had, as well as a little over 150 shelter beds Mm -hmm. in this hotel on Stony Plain Road and uh, 156th Street. And our goal was to provide enough funding so that we could work with the province for them to ultimately take over the funding for this since that is their jurisdiction and, and for a variety of reasons they they made a decision not to uh, fund this on an ongoing basis and instead move forward with funding other shelters citywide which may include the West End but not this specific site. So Councillor Knack I'm trying to wrap my head around the price tag on all of this I think it was 7.5 million dollars in temporary funding mm-hmm. uh, that seems like a lot of cash that um, uh, that was went through pretty quickly. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So again, there, the way this funding was set up was uh, it was funding 54 shelter or t- uh, transitional housing spaces, uh, which require a very high level of support. You have uh, a number of different t- uh, staff members who are helping these folks move into permanent housing. And then even the, the shelter beds, the 150 shelter beds, they were operating using the minimum shelter standards, meaning it was operating 24-7. It had more supports on site than you would see in a typical shelter. Uh, so it's a pretty high level of support. Uh, fortunately, it had a lot of success. We saw, I think it was 87 people housed yep. thanks 
to the transitional housing space. Uh, so it isn't cheap, but it's far more uh, cost effective than what you would be doing if these folks were out on the street uh, in emergency room beds for $1,500 a night every night. So it's a, it's a more cost effective solution than that. But still, we know that permanent housing is by far and away the most cost effective solution of all. I just, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around um, seven and a half million dollars uh, and mm-hmm. it's gone in six months. And I think probably a lot of people would be wrapping their head around that, or is that the wrong number? Well, no, that's the right number. It was seven and a half million dollars. Uh, and again, these are these are not uh, these are not cheap solutions when you're trying to find interim options. We, I mean, uh, unfortunately, there, there were people who were dying on our streets mm-hmm. over the winter, and we said, okay, we need to come in with some funding to try to provide something in the short term because uh, obviously the alternative is not something anyone wants. But it's not cheap when you're doing transitional housing. Yeah. It's not cheap when you're running shelters, and there needs to be a better solution, which is part of what we're advocating for. But yeah, seven and a half million—it's a lot of money, and uh, and something that we're trying to trying to make sure we're not constantly having to react, and instead we're looking at the proactive solutions. Well, I just you know I can't imagine the city being able to continue to afford putting out seven and a half million dollars every six months or fifteen million dollars every every year for this. So uh, you mentioned that. Uh, the announcement from the province on unsheltered beds. I think you said, you know, it is a step in the right direction, but what more needs to be done, Councillor? Well, what more needs to be done is the entire spectrum of solutions. So the provincial announcement, while very positive, and I want to very much acknowledge that, uh, they're funding a, a fairly large increase in shelters. The thing is, shelters are just one piece of the puzzle. As mentioned, this site was transitional housing, bridge housing to try to get people into permanent housing. So really, you need to be funding shelters. You need bridge housing. You need permanent housing where people can go to with wraparound supports in those spaces at all times because some of these folks are struggling significantly. And so you need all of that together, and you need it distributed across the city because the loss of this site in the West End combined with the loss of some daytime shelter spaces means there's huge, huge gaps right now. So you need all of that together with wraparound supports. And through that, that is how you ultimately shift this in a, in a positive direction. So I was encouraged to see the province's announcement last month. Uh, my hope is that is the start of many more things to come and not the, the only announcement that they're going to make. Do you feel like you're banging your head against the wall on this issue? Because, I mean, we've been, we've been talking yeah. about it for years now. And, yeah. and, it, and it just seems, it's just, you know, I, 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 it just seems like people are getting fed up of, of hearing about it. And we don't want people Ooh. to get fed up about hearing about it because we need to do something about it, Councillor Knack. But it's, it's um, it, it just, you know, it's like almost just passing the buck around and around and around. Who's going to do it? Who's going to take care of the business? Well, I, so yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it feels like banging head against the wall. I, I feel like this is the first time I have a glimmer of hope because Good. if the provincial announcement is permanent and ongoing funding, if that is then combined with what, and, and remember, the city has, even though it's not our jurisdiction, we haven't sat back and said, nope. oh, just go talk to the province. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, la- the last four-year budget, we put in $130 million into building permanent supportive housing. This four-year budget, around $120 million. The federal government stepped up with, with permanent funding for permanent housing. So if the province is is really there and really wants to work with us, and this announcement last month feels like 
it might be a change in direction, uh, we can make some meaningful progress very quickly. Uh, remember, if we took a fraction of that $11.7 billion provincial surplus, you could end homelessness across this province within a few years if you wanted to. It takes a concerted effort. It does take money, but it's far less money than continuing to do what we've been doing for, frankly, at this point, decades. Uh, mm. It's the wrong solution, and these folks aren't get, aren't succeeding when you don't have wraparound supports and care. And before I let you go, uh, Councillor Knack, I know things getting back down to business at City Hall here in the next little bit. Uh, what are your eyes on beside this issue? I think a big one coming up, in fact, next week, is a funding formula conversation for Edmonton Police Service. There's a lot of conversation about uh, community safety and well-being. Uh, obviously, there have been some really tragic things that have happened in our city, and how we make sure we're responding to the safety needs of Edmontonians is critical. So we're going to be talking about the funding formula for Edmonton Police Service, and we're going to be getting a our part of our monthly updates around community safety and well-being and what needs to continue to happen and to make sure everyone is safe and feels safe in our city. Councillor Knack, uh, it's been a pleasure over my uh, past number of years of hosting uh, afternoons on 6.30 Ched and mornings on 6.30 Ched of uh, having conversations with you. Thank you for your willingness to join us on a regular basis to do that. Um, uh, it, 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 has been, it has been wonderful talking to you and I look forward to chatting with you on the other side. It's my pleasure. Thank you for your years and years of service and for being willing to have these conversations. Uh, it, is, it is truly appreciated, everything that you've done. Councillor Knack, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yeah, take, take care. care. Councillor Andrew Knack uh, from Ward, Nakota, Iskan. Yeah, things getting down. Back to business at City Hall here very, very shortly.